Hello and welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. I'm joined by Josh and Ray. How are you guys? <laughs> wow, he just took away our ability to fuck it up. Wow. Wow. He did I'm impressed. I'm the that captain is... now. You told me to drive. That's what I'm Mike doing. He did it. He Wow, that's that's, that's incredible. Good. Answer yeah, the question. I mean, How are oh, you? Um, I'm doing well. Hi. Jo Josh is good. Very few complaints yeah. coming from this uh, this corner. Suicide Squad is the best movie of 2016. That's a lie. And th well, this has been Unscripted Gaming. Thank you for watching. <laughs> yeah, thank you know what? This Actually, is, don't had a good drive. It's just, yeah, you don't you don't need any more cancerous statements like that. See, now with life. opinions like that, Ray is the perfect guest for Creed Got Robbed. Like. I mean, but see, I actually think Suicide Squad is in reality. I'm just fucking around. In reality, I think that is an abomination of a superhero movie, and quite possibly one of the worst modern superhero movies I've ever seen. Worse than Batman v Superman, because at least Batman v Superman in its action, in its dumbass story, in its Batman fucking murdering people, at least it was a decent watch. Suicide Squad has no redeeming qualities yeah. as a movie, as a piece of filmography. Even when you kind of quote unquote drop it to the level of comic book hero movie, it doesn't even do that right. It gets none of the source material right in at all. Like I could go on for 15 minutes about how the Joker and Harlequin's relationship they just completely miss the mark on how that's supposed to be represented. But yeah, it's real bad. This is. This isn't Creed Got Rob. This is unscripted gaming. <laughs> and Let's talk about video games. We're gonna well, talk about some games. It's been a it's been a slow news week, so you know. Not really. What? what? <laughs> it's funny because it has been a busy news nope. week, but no game no games have come out recently. Actually, been no video games fires. have been can it's you know the great video game cancellation of uh, April first. You know. Yep, it was crazy. A lot of games nuts. got announced and then immediately canceled because they said nah this is a really bad idea especially it's a really bad name so um yeah just pack so, it up and go home so april 1st what i did and i'm not gonna lie on april Fool's Day, i left my home and i did literally anything else that did not involve the internet i took my dog for a walk i we walked on the beach together it was great that sounds <laughs> I'm like nah. i i felt i fell for one this. The, the guys behind Project AM2R posted no! a blog yeah. about their next <laughs> oh, project, so and they bad. were doing a Sonic 2 remake. No. And no. they had, like, they had, like, a, they had, like, artwork of, like, Sonic in the Samus armor, like, picking screen so you could, like, pick all this stuff and equipment. And I was like, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, that's a really, god damn it, this is April 1st. It got me. It got me good. That's rough. I'm trying to think oh, if I gosh. saw any other like actually good good ones or the Google no things. no no the the Google the one Netflix I think was pretty one, good the net the net the Netflix one with uh, Will Arnett was pretty good. I actually did not watch that because when someone told me it's like 48 minutes long, I'm like I I don't think I, I haven't I haven't I watched the whole thing. I watched the first maybe five to ten minutes and then I like kind of scanned through and it was like more. I was like man. I really like listening to Will Arnett talk about random shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was like, okay. It's a, oh, wow. It's a microwave. 30 seconds is what it used to be. It's like, wow, I guess it's not. Thanks, Will. It was interesting, <laughs> I think. 
I don't think it's I enjoyed it, but I, I was intrigued by it. Hmm. I think the only Bad. really good April Fool's joke, uh, if we're going to talk about gaming and the zeitgeist of gaming, and this barely even counts, is... Uh, but what, what I'm saying is the Venn diagrams on that pretty well. They announced Rick and Morty Season 2 would start on April Fool's Day, and then it actually did. And you can watch that episode. I watched it. It's great. It's everything I needed in the uh, first season of Rick and Morty to be. Oh, and Never in case you're an anime. Wow, that is some of the best TV out on the internet right now. You should totally watch the first two seasons of Rick and Morty. I can give nothing but good things. Especially if you appreciate, like, hard science or sci-fi. Eh, not really hard science, just like comedy sci-fi. Uh, Make if it you're an mind. anime fan, if you're an anime fan, the season two of Attack on Titan started uh, on April 1st as well. I've been meaning to watch great. that. The first is great. The first season of One Punch Man has come to Netflix, and I watched that in a minute. That is a great yeah, show. Yeah, you, you need to marathon that show. That's Once a, you start, you cannot stop. That's a great Anim- show. Anime yeah. was a mistake. Oh, Hayao Miyazaki. Oh. Anime is one of God's the seven mistakes. wonders of the Uh-oh. planet. One of, of the most amazing things that has ever come from the mind of man. Mm, okay. It's true. Interesting. I mean, One Punch Man speaks for itself. It's and then there's the movie Gavin Lagan. Those are stars in the sky. Just a masterpiece of giant robots. When I you did, have robots the size of galaxies fighting each other, you need to marvel at <laughs> I did rewatch the actual the, uh, the, the Gurren Lagan series uh, quite recently. That's still a really good show. That still show. holds up. That still holds up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Let's just show keep talking about anime so Mike doesn't Josh, have anything to talk you know about. What, Josh, if you keep this up, you might become Hokage someday. I, you you know able, what? You this might is get the, there. A Naruto reference. Oh, wow. We are we are actually shifting the focus of this podcast from video games to anime. Uh, suck it, Mike. Um, Unscripted anime. <laughs> <laughs> Unscripted anime colon suck it Mike. The, the show, <laughs> a new podcast coming soon. I'm actually surprised Mike pulled out a Naruto reference, especially kind of a deeper one. That it what informs me you might have watched a little. I bit don't of even Naruto like. Man, I watched I watched a good bit of Naruto like way back. Who got tired um, and of I that? Played a, that Nar- that, like that Naruto fighting game on the GameCube, pretty solid. Like Eric brought it to college a couple times. You play as Rock Lee, and you open up the chakra gates, you just kick people's mm-hmm. ass. It's great. See, I just don't have time for Naruto because I think it's roughly 33,000 episodes right now, uh, and I just don't have just time for about. that. <laughs> Give or take one or two. Like there's I did watch the first 188 episodes, and you are not wrong for being intimidated. By, because at episode 188, there was a point where I'm like, I think I'm going to stop. <laughs> can't do it like at, at some point there's probably like with how ridiculous that shows like the pacing sometimes there's probably like someone out to, out there who's condensed it into like 188 episodes into like 20 just because of how it's like Somebody... oh we're fighting we're fighting zabuza on this goddamn bridge for like 30 episodes like this Somebody stupid. did that Why with still Dragon Ball Z where they cut out yeah. a lot of the filler and short Dragon Ball Z fights yeah where basically they took the thing and they condensed it down to like compact it and remove a lot of the filler. That sounds so. I watched amazing. all of Dragon Ball Z Kai. It takes what's the it takes a hundred and 
80 some odd episodes and condenses it down to 97. Don't get me wrong. Dang. 97 episodes is still it's a, lot a marathon of, anime. of fucking anime. <laughs> Uh, it's not a short amount, but still, they, they cut it almost in half. But the breathtaking I mean, that's efficiency, that's incredible. Well done. Oh, and they redrew a lot of scenes from it, so it looks a whole lot better. Better than how I remember as a kid, you know how when you have nostalgia goggles on? Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, you just, know, they're, they're, I, I, I remember seeing something where, like, a lot of the Dragon Ball Z stuff, like, bounced between different production studios for the drawing and stuff like that, and even even episode to episode so like there would be massive variances in the quality of the animation and the drawing depending on who had that episode um there there are videos of it on youtube you can look up like drawing you know that happened with garin lagan really episode four done completely different completely different art style it was actually such an outcry from the fans that they changed it up that the ceo that created that studio gynex which is also the studio that brings us avon gillian kill a kill uh he quit he said if this is how anime fans react to just a simple art change i want nothing more to do with the industry and just fucked off and left and uh i don't blame him <laughs> like peace out motherfuckers you ungrateful bastards yeah yeah so i, I don't blame him. anyways we should probably we're like 10 minutes in having to talk damn about video games well i thought video All games right. were canceled let's uh let's act- get started nintendo it- has Openly admitted, there's something wrong with the left Joy-Con. Let's just get that out there. Yes, yeah, it sounds a, like they they are fixing it. So if you yes, have a manufacturer. Will... So basically, what it sounds like is that one of the place, one of the factories that was charged with manufacturing the Joy Cons had a slight variance in it from that particular place, and they have since fixed it. And if you are having issues, they will let you send it in, put some foam in it. And send it back to you within a week, and apparently that foam has done massive, uh, massively well to fix that issue. Well, what the foam does is it blocks outside uh, signal interference from getting to the main radio antenna. So I'm curious how much you know how the Red Ring of Death cost Microsoft 1.5 billion dollars because they used glue or cheap paste as opposed to Arctic Silver thermal paste. Like you're supposed to do when you're building a computer and attaching motherboard pieces to GPUs. I'm curious how much this will end up costing Nintendo. I don't know if they care or not since the Switch is doing well. But I'm going to go ahead and request a replacement left Joy-Con. Because nothing is more infuriating than I'm playing like some Zelda in tablet mode and the left Joy-Con desyncs. And I'm like, you have no excuse at this point to desync. You are right next to the console. You are attached to the console. You're so close. Why would you do this? Yeah, I I have not not had that issue. Um, I, I don't know if I actually said on this podcast, but I do have a Switch now. I can't remember how... It's been a while since you recorded. I'm not really sure, but I have a oh, switch it's been now two too. Weeks, so we haven't. Um, and I have not had that issue. I have not had any issues with syncing on the left Joy-Con, um, either in tablet mode or while using uh, the Joy-Con grip controller. So apparently, mine was manufactured in the factory that didn't have that issue. So the no, no. What happened is you got the model that was a later date. It was all the first runs that had the issue. All the later runs from like. A certain point on are fixed. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. Like the very first day one runs all... The report rate is something as staggering as like 70% of people. Like everyone I know that I work with that has a Switch 
has that problem. The, no one is safe if you got the first run. Well, good thing they Rough figured life. out what it was then, I guess. Rough life. I, well, I am a little bit disappointed at Nintendo's uh, announcement decisioning at first. When you have the world telling you this is a reproducible defect, and you know, you're quiet for... I think they were quiet for like three weeks. I don't know, it, it feels like... Uh, it feels like if it's that at least they didn't. Cr- at least they didn't say we were holding it wrong, you know. They did at first, Josh. They said stop playing it next to TVs. Okay, that's phones. that's different than saying like don't hold it by the edges, you moron. How else am I supposed to hold my fucking phone, Steve? You asshole. Okay, they Ooh. they they didn't pull an Apple, but they did say never use the left Joy-Con next to any electronic device ever. I mean, most electronic devices and their, like, warnings and stuff like that say, hey, if you use this around other electronic devices, you're going to have interference, yada, yada. So, that I mean, that's not – that's pretty standard, like, corporate. Yeah, this, it's a this, shitty – This is what it, we have sh- to say because this is what lawyers say we have to say to not get sued. Oh, I, I, I disagree with you on that. I think it was just a cop-out thing to kind of try to uh, appease people. Like, if you want to just go ahead and say, like – there's an issue we're looking into it say that and leave it be you don't need to go in and like here's how you fix this don't play it next to a tv that emits wi-fi oh you mean like every tv ever made past 2010 okay all right i mean don't play it near your cell phone what the fuck is wrong with you what 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 in the whole good goddamn is wrong with you how dare you as a electronic manufacturer have those words in print that 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 mark it down i guarantee it that's going to go down when people do their, like, controversies of 2016. I mean, 2017. That's going to be in someone's top ten. Nintendo's saying, don't pull your Switch around electronics. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it tops with the uh, the controversies of 2016, 2017. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think there are any other VR startup companies that have a bunch of white nationalist ties. So, you might be on to something. What? Yeah, uh, oh, the, the the Palmer Lucky stuff, but I don't think I think we're probably oh. run out of you know, plucky indus- VR industry like kids to have a crazy political dark side. So I think you might be onto something there, Ray, as like the the leading kind of. <laughs> well, other than well, I guess what, uh, another kind of news item <clears throat> I guess we we could parlay into is so, just some of the feedback. I mean, I, I'm not like a I wasn't really like dying to play this game. But some of the stuff around the new Mass Effect has been a little mixed, so for, and for a, for a lot of different reasons. Not just a, and also, please don't, please be responsible and don't you know go dox people who work at who work on your favorite game and or people who don't work there anymore and don't blame them because making games are really hard. But sometimes things happen, so. Continue. So I wanted to talk about that. Can we talk about that briefly? So yeah. one, I was, I was both very confused and like tacitly looking forward to Mass Effect Andromeda because I love the first three games. I think I've covered uh, with you guys many a times that the second one, Mass Effect Two, is one of my favorite games of all time. It's the only game I have repeatedly, three or four times to my knowledge. Beaten 100%, done everything you could possibly do. I could write a book on that game. Uh, I feel like I'm an employee of Bioware when I talk about Mass Effect 2. Not 1, not 3, specifically 2. I think it's the best. 
So I, I really love the story, and I mm-hmm. thought the story of three, say what you will about the ending, but the story was over. It's like, you can't go on from here. You just can't. Yeah, it's, so, it would be very like, oh, there are other, more different evil robots. Like, yeah, so... <sighs> Yeah, when you're facing, like, this galactic threat that wants to wipe out all intelligent, organic life. Spoilers for the Mass Effect series. Uh, <laughs> and then you defeat them, or you make friends with them, or you control them. I don't know, whatever. I think that's, like, okay, you got your choice, you got your ending, and you as an individual should be happy with the ending that you chose. But to go ahead and say, well, we're just going to go to another galaxy. Oh, what happened with the Milky Way galaxy? I uh-huh. You figure it out. Fucker. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and... I, and it sounds I like... I just don't think this game should have existed, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I, I think this game feels shoehorned. Uh, like, the, tri- the trilogy of Mass Effect was planned from the very beginning... Andromeda was never a planned item. It's clearly a cash grab item. There's no more story to tell. The original people that made up the story of a Mass Effect aren't even working for Bioware anymore, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, you know, there's no... In my personal opinion, this product feels like it's lacking artistic integrity. And, yeah, that feels very pompous for me to say, but that's honestly how I feel. Now we could talk about the controversies of Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, that game's rough. Uh, yeah, there, there's I, um, no shortage of videos you can watch of it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen stuff. I've seen just it, it. Just seems like a mixed bag kind of of a lot of different like, I mean, technical things like characters t posing, like or completely Facial missing, animations. completely <laughs> missing from cutscenes. I've seen just some really some just kind of or like just kind of bad writing. Like with there was a. You know, a character who was like, you know, I came on the Andromeda, like, uh, my name is Stephanie, like, uh, I I came here on the Andromeda mission to, you know, find myself, you know, back on Earth, I was known as Dave, and I I didn't feel like that that was really who I was, and it's like, no, no trans person does that, like, what is that, like, (laughs) just kind of, just, just kind of like... Um, just every little kind of stuff, like, people having a conversation, not, like, looking just past the other person, like quite obviously not making eye contact or even looking at the person. And you're just like, it's very unsettling to watch these people not look at each other, but have a conversation and knowing that they're supposed to be looking at each other. It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, so it like, I guess just from afar, I mean, I I haven't had my hands on the game, but just the the impression I pick up is that like, I, I I guess, uh, I mean, I, I, I played, I played one and two. I didn't play three. I guess I kind of play. I I gained knowledge of three through osmosis three watching, by watching others play it. By watching Matt play it mostly, um, <laughs> and uh, don't say his last name. I know you're tempted to. And, don't um, do it. Uh, and I thought those those games just have a really good kind of sense of. I mean, there's a sense of place in history. Um, that those world that they Bioware was able to really create, like through the dialogue and through like just notes and conversations and side plots, um, and it's and kind of the problem of going of being like a colonial kind of journey is that it's hard to like it's hard to kind of dig into that kind of history and sense of place that um, 
that really I think really made Mass Effect special for a lot of people. Um, you know, kind of now, kind of having the whole interaction of all these races and all that stuff, and it, it seems like they didn't quite, they weren't quite able to translate that from one generation to another. So um, that's kind of my piece on that. What uh, do you have anything else you want to say about this, Josh? Not really. I have no affinity for Mass Effect just because I've never played it, and so my <laughs> interest in Mass Effect Andromeda is already pretty low. Um, I would. It's one of those things I'd like to go back and play the original three at some point, but I just don't know if I'll have the time. Um, it, it just seems completely baffling to me how a game of this size and with this beloved franchise could come out in this state. I do think some of the vitriol and the hatred that um, people have been getting who work for Bioware is completely ridiculous, and people really need to fucking like. Can check we talk themselves. about that? It's okay. it's un it's unreal. It's unrealistic. <clears throat> it's 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 sick to see people threatening death to artists because the game is buggy. Like it's it, you're I mean, an it's asshole. Just, you know, yeah, it's just a real. You know, not that I had a, 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 a huge amount of faith in the anonymous video gaming internet community to really pull through and not fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> boy, oh boy, they they sure love to fuck things up like that. And uh, they really do. You know, it's there. There are very legitimate criticisms you can have about the game, but you know, be a grown up. Like, yeah, yeah. And doxing people and threatening them and. You know, all sorts of assorted other activities are not the way to do that. And it never has been acceptable, and it never will be acceptable. It's also so, not the way to encourage people to make a better product. You can... Exactly! You know, having a having a thoughtful discussion and voicing your displeasure and saying, like, hey, I, I expect better of you guys with this franchise. Like, that, that is much more of a motivator than, I'm going to fucking kill you, or I'm going to, like send a you know just do bullshit to you like that's not yeah gonna make people like work as, hard. as much like, as well, i love I'm to out. um yeah like as much as i love to dog on payday uh and payday 2 um like when a lot of problems popped up with when a lot when they would make changes that the community really didn't like i mean i that community was really upset and obviously you know you can't account for everybody being a responsible person but it definitely seemed like the overwhelming voice from the community was much more of a okay this is a real bummer this isn't us as players don't appreciate this change we really wish you didn't hadn't we done wish this. you didn't do this here let's try and find a different solution obviously this is kind of a different situation from a, like an ongoing like a kind of a patch that was made to the game versus like the full product and kind of uh, after years of work i mean that's there's a bit of difference of scale there but I mm -hmm. thought they. I thought generally the community did a good job of airing its grievances in a responsible way, and uh, and, and obviously you know the minority. Like uh, I think we're looking at a, a, a loud uh, minority here, as is a lot of the, uh, oh, the case I mean, a lot of times. But but it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you see even a bit of that reaction coming Definitely. from the fan base. Like, You're just like, that. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of that. enough because it's like. When it gets to the point that it's like, I mean, I kind of feel bad even like saying something negative about this game because it's like I don't want to associate myself. You don't want to dogpile. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
I wanted to talk about this uh, thing as an outsider looking in. Um, So, yeah, I think it was you or Josh. I think it was you, Mike, that hit the nail on the head. Uh, The amount of people that are acting like complete... The the amount of people uh, acting like complete and other asshats, they're in the extreme minority. There are just a lot of other people that are just like, hey, I paid money for this game based on a... Uh, a popular series that you know I grew to fall in love with, multimedia series even, and uh, yeah, you guys really fucked the pooch on this one. Can we get some explanation? And you know, Bioware is taking this on the chin. EA is taking it with Bioware on the chin. Like if you check their Twitter, they will say like, yeah, we accept criticism, but we do not accept you know insults to employees directly. That is unfair, and I agree that that is completely unfair. Um. Can we talk about the debacle with the employee? Now, I forget her name, and I'm not... No, I remember her name now, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, there's no point in anyone, like, searching her out or, like, insulting her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that she was the facial animation uh, facial animation editor at Bioware, and she said this for, like, three years, and then once the game came out and everyone got to see the facial animations, um, if you were to go to this person's social media profile... They've scrubbed all records of them ever having worked at Bioware or EA. People have used the Internet Time Machine, of course, to bring it up and say, like, no, no, here's your LinkedIn profile, here's your Facebook profile, here's your Twitter profile. You have sit in all these social media things. You were the lead per- mm. the lead uh, facial animator. What is this? And EA hasn't said anything. Bioware hasn't said anything. And it's not really their place or job to say anything. Maybe she got, like, hell fired and... If, according to her LinkedIn profile, which I actually got to see before, uh, as a piece of journalism, if you will, I even though I'm not a journalist, I actually got to see what her LinkedIn profile looked like. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she had been working in, like, in the industry of art for years. She had a degree in art. <clears throat> she had been working in, like, a couple different games, a couple different uh, tech pieces for the past four years, along with her degree. So, obviously, if someone said, hey, this person is a lead animator... Uh, for a large company, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, as it should be, and the sun rises and sets, you know, one of those right. things. But to see that person, like, scrub everything to where it's just no longer publicly viewable and you have to go back to Internet Database to actually see what she formerly had a profile at, that makes people raise a lot of eyebrows. Like, are you a pathological liar and taking credit for something you didn't do? Or did you really, really fuck up here? Or maybe it's not that person's fault. Or and, and it's EA probably, said we need to. Z- <clears throat> and I think it's something that's probably you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and say is probably the issue, is that I, I, with especially with how the criticisms of, about the the writing uh, regarding the uh, the end of Mass Effect Three and how the community you know was very vitriol was very uh, energized. About mm-hmm. that, oh, and it turned out that the one of the head writers uh, was a woman, um, and you know, and and this animator being a woman, I think, you know, I like I've mentioned, I th- uh, like we've talked about, I think it's a loud minority, but sometimes people like to make oh, like people love to make really stupid assumptions about things like that, and it's really disappointing that that's still a, a big part that's unfortunately part of. It's again a minority, but it's something that happens. It's an extreme it's, minority. It, it's, it's a real bummer that that's the case, uh, and that's don't, a don't really bummer topic. S- so I don't know how. Do you guys want to kind of move on to something else? Any last parting shots here, or 
Um, I'm not going to pick it up. I think I'm going to pass I mean, too. Who knows? Maybe down the road. Vote with your wallet. My my vote is no. I didn't agree with this game existing. Now I really disagree with this game existing. Ooh. Yeah, I went there. Well, hey, speaking of games, uh, I think games we think should exist. How do oh, you the, guys the feel <laughs> about Destiny Dose? Destiny Two. Destiny? That's the name. Destiny. It's the it's no, the cel, it's cel shaded sequel to really our, our favorite. It, it's you know so is Final Fantasy so. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Final Fantasy at least has a has a history to its name. Destiny will have a history in ten years. I'll show you. It's a ten year plan, Ray. <laughs> they even uh, told us that on the first. We had a plan to name history. everything Destiny and then just keep adding on, but it was so bad we had to make a new name and we just called no, it. No, I was specifically too. talking about now, Destiny. Okay, now wait, if if I, I can't now De just Destiny wait. Is a fine. You're gonna be just wait until we get to Destiny Ten, Destiny Ten Two, and then you can tell me it's a Stop. really dumb name. Then you can tell me, or or no, but De I, I would play Destiny Tactics. I would, I would be, play Destiny I would, Tactics. I would, I would you, be, put that, you put that some bitch on the phone I would with be, microtransactions. Mm, I'm in. Mm, mm, <laughs> I would play that. I would play that game. I would definitely. Yeah, that, that sounds kind of fun, actually. That one's free, Activision. <laughs> yeah, check please. Yeah, his. I'll, I'll take a check, Activision, please. Unscripted gamecast at gmail.com. I'm not with him. Get at me, us. I'll take my money. Thank you. Okay. Uh, 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 oh, thank you, Bobby. Okay, there it is. Uh, um. Well, so there was a. Uh, Kind of a, a couple of it, mostly what we saw was just some teasers, uh, so we don't we don't have a real definitive look at the gameplay and what's what some of the major you know changes are. I think like, from a couple things we can tell a lot in that you know nothing is really carrying over item wise. Mm -hmm. um, I mean your your ugly which character appearance, knew. which is the I so think the thing that most people wanted to ch change the most. I think it's hilarious. That, oh, you can keep that. It's like, oh, no, but my character's ugly. No. <laughs> Why? Remember the thing uh, you spent money on? Not going to come. Anyone that paid microtransactions in Destiny, I think, beyond buying, like, expansions, which I get, I think if you actually paid for microtransactions in Destiny, um, in my personal opinion, you are a sucker. Because that was a game you paid real-ass money for, and the microtransactions Ray, Ray, were I'm so... I'm going to go one better. Okay. If you paid real money for Destiny, wow. you're a sucker. <laughs> Slow wow. your wow. roll. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Destiny is a fun game. Whoa, I will defend okay. Destiny. That no, no, is a okay. solid 6 mm, out of 10. Mm, okay, wait a three minute. 3 out of 5 stars. Right, okay. No, it's you know, 3 out of 5. You, know, I'm not you gonna one is 3 out of 5 we're, stars. We're talking about Destiny 2. Um, but what I was going to right. what I was kind of mentioning here is since a lot of that stuff, like, the, you know... Your character stats or weapons aren't really coming over, um, and the fact that this is confirmed for PC, there was it was pretty heavily rumored to be so, uh, but it, it is confirmed PC. for PC. Um, I, I guess I was, I wonder. I'm really curious to see how much of it's gonna like what it means gameplay wise, like what's changing because a lot of the, um, I guess kind of tweaks you can kind of set to your weapons in Destiny, like you know. I can uh, I have I can choose between having a, sl a slightly snappier kind of auto aim because it's a console shooter, 
uh, with a trade-off for like damage range or you know general accuracy. So I wonder how I wonder if they'll still kind of have those trade-offs in the uh, in the uh, you know in the new version, especially if it's uh, going to be if if we're going to be considering for PC. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess just another kind of note here is. I always kind of forget myself, forget about this as Destiny, but up until the last ex Rise of Iron, every you could play everything in Destiny on a 360 and a PS3. No, you couldn't. Okay. Um, you can't. You can't play Rise of Iron. He on just a said except that, Rise the, of Iron. That's what. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Said. I'm sorry. I thought you said including. I, my apologies. I misheard. Please continue, Mike. <sighs> Please proceed, Governor. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, so you can do, like, the Taken King. You could do, you know, Vault of Glass. Like, you can do um, all that stuff was also on, you know, the 360 PS3 generation. So sep Destiny 2 is obviously not going to be having to worry about that, like, legacy support. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with just some of the things that have been said about the development of original Destiny with, like, how long it would take them just to make the smallest of tweaks to maps. I wonder if they're going to be just completely rebuilding or at least reworking the engine in major ways to, you know, be able to develop content. I would imagine easier. at the very least the tools are going to be majorly overhauled because that Definitely, was a like, that was a that was an issue and that was unacceptable and I if if there was some scenario in which the tools were the same and they were still doing that to this day I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to respond to that. That would just be yeah, absolutely be ridiculous. Like recklessly inefficient i mean i think um, that's yeah. the whole reason so, we have destiny 2 is because they're like all right we we finally hit we hit a we hit a a turning point with this dumpster fire that we just have to say all right this is where we make the clean break we kind of refresh everything and we move on from this with a, yeah. with a fresh and light. i think um and and that's i gotta jump in here um the bungie just released a statement two days ago saying they are not turning off support anytime soon of destiny one so it's not a clean break at all well it, it's, it's gonna be it's cert well as far as like you know development of largely new content like they'll pr they're not shutting down the servers on destiny one which i don't think anybody expected uh for a good no, long but while gonna be like millions of dollars a year in support for it well yeah it's obviously going to be reduced because they have a higher workload but it's it's good yeah. to know that stuff's still going to be there and i think uh generally with I mean, with things like, you know, speculating it's going to be, it's on PC, it's going to have, it's likely going to be working on a new engine, um, just so, just for the, I mean, at the very least, just for the ease of the developers so they can actually, you know, make content faster and it's less of a pain in the ass for them. Like, Kotaku did some really, like, really eye-opening reports on, like, what the heck happened to Destiny, like, Destiny 1. And just like what that developer team had to go through, and it, there's some really interesting stuff in there. Uh, so I think generally, like with all of those changes, like PC um, and things like that, at least for me, as far as you know, any kind of uh, any kind of sadness, or I guess like oh, I'm kind of bummed that like I'm not gonna be able to carry over some of my favorite stuff, like from Destiny One to Two. Is complete is just made completely irrelevant and just blown away by things like things like you know PC support, um, 
generally just having having you know having learned from making Destiny one, um, and just generally how good like the content has been. Like I mean, just some of the like the stuff in the Taken King. Like as someone, I wasn't there on day one of Destiny, but you can clearly tell that they have a much better idea of what they're doing as like the the later the content is, or like the newer the content is. Uh, so having that refresh and that just that big kind of reset, I think is especially for, I, I'm not to speak for, I never, I don't think I spent any money like getting, you know, the thriller remote or anything like that. Um, but so I, I want to, for a lot of people, I, I'm not to speak for them, but I imagine most of them are probably in the same boat that the, the changes, the changes promised by Destiny 2 and what that hints for, I think, is kind of worth leaving some of that stuff in behind. Josh, you were saying? I was going to say, though, I so I have I have a question. Okay. And I think for the most part, we all view a Destiny 2 coming to PC as a good thing because, you know, there's a lot of people who haven't got the chance to play it yet. Get to play it, you know, myself who hasn't had a console in how long, you know. If Destiny 2 is actually not a hot pile of garbage, I might actually pick it up because I've always kind of been tangentially interested in Destiny. They just It's like Borderlands, but better. They haven't put it on a platform that I have or made it yet quite uh, Must compelling have, enough like, for me to yeah. need to go and do that. But is there a chance that the the putting it on PC also kind of hamstrings the start or can get confusing like are how are they going to handle having a massive part of the player base who has not had experience with Mm -hmm. destiny one versus balancing all the people who are coming from destiny and just ready to get going like you know how do they onboard those players with this continuing through line and this narrative and, and and you know the Judging by the the just a little bit of the teaser I've seen, because I've I've really, you know I always pretty much avoid trailers and stuff like that, even you're for like, stuff. I have no idea who your oh, people are. Me, shows no gameplay. Well, don't worry about I'll, it. But I mean, the one thing I saw is I saw a big city and a bunch of shit on fire, and I you know I assume that's probably important and has some backstory. Like how how are they going to tread that line, or do you think that trying to bring well, in this massive well, group of people well, who I, have no back story in with the trailer, it, they say that the the tower which was the main social gathering place in the first game has fallen I, so but i don't know it, what the tower that, is and that's i just a, know and that that's it's a, fallen. and i think that's an interesting kind of problem cuz i mean i guess we haven't um we haven't really i mean there's probably examples like it before but it is kind of crazy that like um destiny isn't it's not just like going from like like it's adding PC, and a lot of people play games on PC. Like I'm trying to think of something else. Like, oh, it's kind of I guess speaking speaking of Mass Effect, like it's kind of like how because Mass Effect One was only on Xbox, I think. I mean, before it came to PC and stuff. Uh, and then for the PS3 version, when Mass because Mass Effect Two was published by EA and not Microsoft, I think. Uh, you can fact check me on that uh, if you need me to, and you need to, but. PS3 it was playing Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect, a first Mass Effect game, but it was the second one, so they did like that Dark Horse catch-up comic thing. Um, and so that is a good, interesting question, Josh, because, I mean, you're right, because a lot of people are going to be coming in, because a lot of people are going to be playing this game, 
and coming into this, just because, like I said, a lot of people play PC games about, and people who don't really have, you know, a good kind of grasp of the kind of story and just some of the characters. And, and that's obviously, I think, somewhere that where they can, uh, I mean, some of that's some of the storytelling in Destiny is wasn't great until some of the later install later add-ons. Um, and so I think that they have a real good opportunity to set like a kind of, not like a re not like a reset on the story, but to really, I think they have a really good chance to bring everybody in and get everybody up to speed pretty quickly with some of the main characters, uh, and do a lot more, do a lot more work to get you to know them. I mean, more than, more than anything that like anything beyond what would happen with destiny one with a lot of those key characters like you saw in the teaser wouldn't be that hard and i don't think i don't think would be like a chore for people who played destiny one i think they would appreciate more of that um the big the tricky thing i think for des for um is going to be working in more of the like the lore into the game because you know, the really, the shitty answer I could have given to this question is, Josh, well, if you go to www.bungie.net and log in... And read the Grimoire card. You not can, gonna uh, happen. Just, you can just print off all yeah, these Grimoire cards. It's, it's a pile of shit. If it's not in the game, I'm not gonna know it, so... And, and that's a real... Of my and like that's, of Destiny. That's the big problem, is like, because the lore in Destiny is really cool. Like I'm, I'm kind. I play games like, like I play games like Dark Souls, and I there, and I'm so I'm kind of a lore geek, and like to do like the like I, I watch Dark Souls through lore video, Dark Souls lore videos. Yeah. I do it. And see, I, lore I is how it's my get secret shame, like and I totally to admit to it. To buy season passes and to buy extra content, if they don't do a good enough job of engrossing me in that world and really catching me up and getting me involved, I'm gonna play it. I'm just saying, no, yeah, that's good. And then when it comes time to buy, you know, DLC and stuff comes up, like maybe not. Mm, nah, yeah. I got my feel. I'm gonna go play Overwatch. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be the <laughs> hey, the Mike. real big question is just like because that lore. There's some really cool stuff, and it's really enjoyable. And like, and some of the best, like, and not only just the grimoire cards aren't just like like you know encyclopedia entries. Like some of them are like little short stories, which are really interesting. It's like oh, here's this like weird like like AI supercomputer trying to calculate what this like mysterious orb is doing and trying to possibly injuring it. So it can't leave and has to stay and help humanity like, and making those calculations. Like that's kind of, that's like a really crazy concept that's nowhere in the game. And if I mean, that's going to be the big challenge game that of came out like, so sorry, go ahead. That's going to be the big challenge of destiny two. And I think, um, I mean, kind of like what I, just to wrap up, like the, Adding more depth to the main character, like those main characters that we saw in the teaser trailer and stuff, that's not it's not going to be hard to beat what was in Destiny One, and I don't think, and I think people, I mean, it'll serve as a good intro for people who are come fresh to Destiny, and I think just people who played the first Destiny would just see how night and day it is, uh, and would appreciate it. But it's definitely just they really need to. Like, Destiny of the Game only hints at, unfortunately, just really hints at some of the stuff that is buried in that lore. And it's so, it's such a shitty system. And they, if they fix that for Destiny 2, honestly, like, like the gameplay stuff is, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great too. But, like, that'll be, I think that is where there's potential to make Destiny really cool. Is if they actually, like, ingrade the lore in the game in a much more, like, meaningful way. Because it's, 
it's it's a shame to have something so good that they're just doing nothing with. Ray, even you, Mass Effect, which came out seven years before Destiny, had the codex. And the first thing I did when I turned on Mass Effect was sit down for four hours, and you there was all voiced. You can listen to every single entry about how every single weapon, every single race, every single planet system yeah, that you come and across. I don't, I don't even. All of that was delicious. Yeah, and I don't even know if it just need if they just need to like copy paste into Destiny. Like I'd like to see them work more work more of it in, like into the actual like narrative. I think that would be really yeah. cool. But even if they just did something like that, like at the very least, I think would go a long way. So generally, I'm a, yeah. I'm kind of a, I mean I I played a lot of Destiny. I I enjoy a lot of Destiny. So um, I don't I have time I th- to explain why I don't have time to explain. I think that line is Destiny One Incarnate. Destiny. I, I think Destiny Two is kind of a silly name, but I'm you know I'm yeah, a, I'm, a, I'm 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 pretty excited about Destiny Two, guys. Matt, you're not alone, by the way. I mean, Matt, Mike. Mike, you're not alone. I also watch Vati Vidya. Uh, he's got some good Dark Souls. And Blood Blood yes, Lord. he does. He's got, some, he's got the good shit right there. Shout out. Yeah, you're a good guy. I should donate to his Patreon. Anyways, um, Josh, you got any parting thoughts on Destiny 2? Because I got another one last thing I wanted to bring up. I, you know, I'm not going to buy it day one. I'll wait to see if they make it good or not. And then maybe I will. All right. I mean, that's her. That that's the most reasonable approach to any of these things. <laughs> it's like, oh, Josh, you fucking moron! You should be pre-ordering it right now. And you know what? Had Amazon given me that sexy offer where they take away like fifteen percent off of your pre-order, I might have. Because if it's a game I really want, and Amazon's like, hey, if you pre-order with us, we'll take away fifteen percent off the top of the price. But here's the thing: you don't have to pre-order it. Ooh. It's like just a new game, so like there's like a couple week window where that thing still is is available. So I can still sit and wait for a week, two weeks to see what the kind of consensus is on the game, and still get that monetary price. Like, there's, are you sure? Yep. There's literally right. no reason to pre-order. No, if if Amazon actually has a deal as you're orating it right now, then yeah, that's great. Yeah, but uh, the only way I've ever seen it was you know pre-orders. Yeah, it's pre-orders and new releases like up to two weeks. Because I um okay, I can I, still I you can still uh, get Prime savings on Breath of the Wild right now if that says that's awesome. Nice. Anything to you? So like yeah, mm, yeah. Because I because uh, for I think the last time. Well, it was probably it was probably no because the last time I used it, I think I bought Dishonored two. I think like I, I I wanted I wanted I really liked Dishonored two, but I wanted to wait for the reviews, and then people said, "Yeah, it's more Dishonored." So I'm like, "Great, save like twelve bucks or whatever." So just wait unless you and and you know pre-ordering does get you that early beta access, but you know there's I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be an open beta anyway, so don't freak out about it. It'll be fine, people. I, I've given up on beta access anything because the, certain games for like triple A games, uh, beta access is just a hype machine. Besides, They're, Destiny Des- Destiny Two already had a beta. It's called Destiny One. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's called the first you're three years wrong. of Destiny. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong at all. Sadly, um, so I was browsing through some Nintendo news, and unfortunately, some Nintendo news has popped up, which has made the Switch look extremely bad in the forthcoming future. So, 
Nintendo's decisions to go to cartridges as opposed to Blu-ray discs or any other optical media has come back to haunt them again. There's a brand new game about to come out. I forget what it's called. But for most consoles, it's coming out at the price of $29.99. But for Nintendo, it's coming out at the price of $39.99. Now, it was announced by the developer that the only reason they're charging more on the Switch versus a PS4 or 360 for a physical copy is because it is more expensive to produce the game on those little cartridges than it is on the discs. Like, so much more expensive that they said we couldn't justify releasing the game at anything less than $10 extra on top. Uh, and also, it has become known that the storage has been confirmed now. I remember we talked about this two months ago where it was rumored. Now it's confirmed that as of right now, the maximum storage capacity on Switch games is 32 gigs. And the fact that it's more expensive and that it's only a 32 gig uh, size top limit, the top tier limit of cartridges is going to, in the long run, I don't know how to say this, it's going to really just punch Nintendo in the gut for third party support. I don't think so. Okay, Doom is a 75 gig game. Doom's crush. never coming to the Switch, it just wouldn't. But it came to PS4 and Xbox One. That's my point. You're missing the point. I mean, you also wouldn't le release Doom on an NVIDIA Shield tablet. Like, it's not that kind of platform. If... Okay, so, so so what I'm saying is, I, I think you're missing the overarching point. You're saying, like, hey, this is just here, and if you wanted to play Doom, you should go somewhere else. Okay, that you don't see how that hurts Nintendo. If it doesn't. If they wanted to play a... Vi Nobody, nobody has been waiting to play Doom for the Switch to launch. There is not a single person who's like, man, I'm going to wait for no, the I'm Switch No, I'm giving an example. Doom. I'm giving an example. If you wanted to play Final Fantasy, say, 15, you play it on the PS4 or Xbox One. Again, another example. You cannot ever play it on Switch because there is not no ever. space on the card. Okay. I mean, prove me otherwise. And I prove mean, me wrong. There, there have been multi-disc games. Hard... There's never been a multi-cart game. No, That's but I bet work. you, if they really wanted to, they could now. That because no, I, be I can tell amazing. you right now, assuredly. That be I can tell you right now, wild. assuredly. That's not how carts work. That's just not how that works. I, I would agree with you if save data was stored on the cart. But since it just seems that the cart just dumps everything onto the switch that runs it from there, because the save data no, no, is separately, I bet, I bet, I bet you there's a way. I bet you there's how a way. Cart, how carts work with uh, consoles when you plug the cart into the console and why it locks it in place is the cart and the console become one whole unit. The cart is the console. The console is the cart. So you can't take the cart out of the console at any point. Otherwise, all the data the game was reading, it re reads it really weird. Now, Except for there was a time before they changed the way that it was manufactured where you were going to be able to pop out the Banjo-Kazooie and put in Banjo-Tooie and transfer stuff and be able to use it that way. But the way that Nintendo changed the RAM between pulling the cart and pushing it in made that impossible but it was possible i'm betting you if they wanted to they could but on a game console such as this i don't think that a 32 gig limit at least right now is that much of a hindrance i also bet you that eventually with the manufacturing process getting more refined and then getting better at it and costs coming down that they'll be able to push the 
size of the cart bigger if they were to so choose to do and that. And I guess what I guess I'm I guess I'm trying to think what game larger than 32 gigs uh-huh. is the Switch going to be able to I guess the Switch in on like a port in portable mode would be able to play at a in, at a good at a, a good enough clip, I guess just as a, as, a, as kind of like a thought experiment. Like, what are you talking about? So, uh, to, to be fair, the switch actually renders better in portable mode than it does in docked mode because oh, it's not upresing. Up that's right, yeah, yeah, because it renders at 720p instead of 1080. So it runs actually better in portable mode when it's plugged in because you're getting all the juices and less pixels. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, like, um, like, I am scratching my brain here to think of something that would, like, like, I I would love to play Doom on my Switch, but I also don't want to play Doom at, like, barely holding on to 30 frames per second with, it just is obviously not going to be an ideal experience, and I think, like, that's, I mean, Nintendo is kind of filling a... I mean, it's kind of like filling a, you know, I don't want to say void, but in opening in the market for a, a, you know, a a portable type console. And I think, and I think, hmm. Well, they've marketed this thing as a whole. I want to believe you (laughs) because that's in my, was my initial thinking for the first couple weeks. Because it does work really, really well as a portable console. Um, like, the seat I'm sitting in now is where, like, 60 of my 75 hours of Breath of the Wild was played. You know what I'm saying? So, just for people that are listening, there's no TV in front of me anywhere. My dock is in the living room, like, way out there. <clears throat> but the point I'm trying to get is, if it's supposed to be marketed as a home console, which there's no mistaking that this is was and continues to be marketed as a home console. And I, I use it as such. You know, mine mine is docked, and my wife and I play on the TV. Like, that's where we're playing Zelda. We played on the television. Right. My point is there's a lot of home console major third-party games that, again, might just be left in the dust on the Nintendo platform, which has historically been to their detriment. So are you... I guess, I, the, I I guess to, to counterpoint... When that happened previously, um, it, it feature-wise, there was a there was a less of a difference between um, this. I guess there's less of a difference because the reason why that this the, the, the a lot of these third-party titles that are getting developed for a PS4 or a PC or or the Xbox aren't going to make their way over to the switch is because they're not designing those games to be those games just don't work on something that is you know a portable device uh and that you can and that that's something they just they have to account for um i'm sorry i can't buy that i i, I can't buy can that. you let it, me it's finish the exact go for it go for it Got him. uh and i think and a lot of times when nintendo ran into this in the past i think this is going to be something that's going to be we're, we'll have to keep an eye on to see, you know, how this, what the Switch library turns into, and as it, 
as this the, the, the machine grows. I mean, it's only been out for like just barely over a month at this point. Is the indie the indie scene? I think it's been a lot healthier, uh, and 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 for a lot of, and this is the first chance for a lot of those games to get onto something that's portable and not and not just like a cell phone, which is you know for a lot of like indie games like. I don't know if I want to play Shovel Knight like on my touch on like my touch screen. And I think that's where and that and that is going to be something I hope Nintendo leans into because generally like getting those titles on the you know the first ever portable version of X is good and also playing those games is generally going to give you you're going to be able to get a little more use out of it cuz you're going to have it's generally less strenuous on the device itself. Um, I think that's where they're that's where they're um, to be successful. That's what I think that they should target. I don't think Nintendo should target, you know, getting 2016 Doom on the Switch. I think that's a bad idea, and I don't think that's why people. I don't think that's a big draw, a big focus of the Switch. I don't. I think buying an. I think buying a Nintendo Switch as a high-end, you know, gaming device comparable with a a gaming PC is a bad is a bad choice because you and you, I think you just have to at the end of the day you it, yes I understand it's being marketed as a home console I understand that I get that you can hook it up to TV that's really cool but you can take this thing on the go you can take this thing it's portable and your PS4 and your gaming PC is not and that just requires a different perspective as far as what is good or bad for this device I mean I can't really I'm not one to sit here and, and say, I mean, I don't have access to Nintendo internal data or any other kind of projections of what they think, but I guess that's kind of my two thoughts on it. I'm saying, like, historically, for Wii, Wii U, to a lesser extent, GameCube and 64, a lack of third-party support hurts their console sales substantially. Uh, but I think there, I think there is a difference in this era of lack of third-party support i think you're going to see pretty good third-party support except from the highest end triple a stuff and i think that is okay because the people who are going to miss out on the biggest games either already have another device in which they could play that on or they're young and they probably shouldn't be playing an M-rated game anyway because let's be honest most of the really really big AAA games are tend to be you know ones that are for a more mature audience and I guess um, I mean it's either I okay so I guess the question is either your well I, this is kind of not a great example but either your um, your switch is either your Primary, uh, that's this is a weird kind of thought experiment. So it's, uh, it's either your primary gaming device or it's it's either like, this is the the Switch is the first kind of this generation device that you've purchased, or you have something else, kind of more powerful with it, like already within your home, um, and so I think. You know, for a lot of people, either they didn't, they haven't hopped on the new generation of, of, you know, PS4, Xbox, built themselves a new PC, 
they hadn't done that yet and they have a Switch, or it's kind of a supplementary device. So, um, I guess... Wouldn't the, you agree, though, that's a bad tactic? Um, on, I don't... I don't think I would agree with that. I think... I think... I think... I guess here's what I think Nintendo sees. I think Nintendo sees an opening in the market, you know, because I think they looked at the the Wii U sales, and they looked at Mm -hmm. the sales figures, and they looked at the 3DS sales figures, and saw saw an opportunity to, you know, maybe there's a way we can kind of marry these devices in a way that, you know, we probably won't hit hit the peaks of the 3DS, but we will probably... If we make a more, I guess, engaging device than the Wii U, then we could do something really interesting. And kind of focusing all of their development instead of splitting it onto, you know, mobile and, um, like, 3DS and Wii U and kind of focusing it on one device uh, and just having all of your Nintendo games in kind of one place, I think strategically having that just that laser focus on one kind of console, I mean, it's, it's that's that's kind of the interesting thing here is that like and kind of the what the point i wanted to make is like you know when they've had when they've been disadvantaged in the past um the i, I guess when they've you know hadn't maybe lacked third-party support in the in the past they're de- i mean yeah the wii was pretty different like the wii had motion control which is you know kind of was kind of a crazy big thing back then um but I think that just the, the the switch is so radically different from the, a PS4 and an Xbox, which are I guess like I don't I think call I mean technically yes they're competing, but it feels like they're competing in they're certainly not competing in the same way that the PS4 and the Xbox are. Like those two devices are trying to fit the same accomplish the same objective, and I think the switch is doing something very different. Um. I feel like I'm totally rambling here, and there was some big point I was trying to make. Um, well, I'm going to make an executive decision and end this discussion because, A, we've talked about it before. B, we could talk about it till we're blue in the face, and true. We, just, we, just, <laughs> we just won't know. We just can't know right now. I, I, I think... There was just something I wanted to bring up that's kind of a huge kick in the teeth towards further development is it's more expensive and there's limited space. So if you're a third-party developer, you have less of a reason. The to, cost uh, will come down. The space will get up. That, I mean, and yes, the the cart is going to be more expensive. But here's the value proposition for the developer, too. If you're making the kind of game that is benefited from people being able to take that on the go with them, to be that game that they can have with them, at all times rather than just at home then you're going to be okay with that investment because you're going to get that back in the fact that you're going to be engaging these people a lot more what the what the hell are you talking about i'm i'm saying if if you can put your game on a platform where they can say hey i'm going to be able to engage with this game a lot more because it's going to be with me all the time rather than just at home your odds of monetizing that game we're making that sale go up because you're going to have people who have their hands on it more often. So get that on the platform that people want to take with them and give them a reason to engage with your game more than they would if it was on your Xbox. 
And I guess one last point I want to make about the scenario. about I mean the size. Like I mean yeah, it definitely was Breath of the Wild is a it takes up a lot of I guess the default memory on the Switch, but the game is 13.4 gigs. So, no, it's 25. Um, I'm looking at an article that says it's 13.4, so we can. You sure? That's I, I just looked it up. I'm. If I'm incorrect, I'm incorrect. My apologies. Yeah. So let we'll I'll, we'll we'll fact check that, but uh, that that was the reports that I saw on on the size of the game. So. Um, I so fi file size isn't everything, and uh, we'll uh, I guess uh, we can call it there because uh, you're right. We are we we can't go blue in the face, uh, talking about this. But uh, was there anything else we needed to hit tonight, or do you do you guys want? I we're probably coming up on a little over uh, an hour here, so <coughs> do you want to call Excuse it me? that? Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I've got right. nothing else to talk about. I think I'm no, that, that was my biggest concern, honestly, as a switcher in there. But yeah, I think that's it. Beautiful. Well, hey, Josh, give us the rundown. Well, if you haven't already, I don't know why you haven't, but let's fix this Ooh. right now. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube at Unscripted Gaming. Follow us on Facebook. Just look up Unscripted Gaming. You can get us on Twitter at Unscript underscore gaming. You can get us on SoundCloud.com slash Unscripted-Gaming. Get us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Wherever you can get podcasts, you can get us in your earballs. Take us with you always and forever because we got hot takes. And you got to get them on the go. Yeah, you got long commutes. We got hot takes. Let's do this together. But uh, Beautiful. I think that'll do it for Unscripted Gaming? Question mark? We out? Yeah, that, that, that's good. I think that's good. <laughs> well, hey. I love that there's a question mark there. <laughs> this, is, uh. this is the best This is the best outro we've ever done. Compared to how, ever. how precise and commanding the uh, the introduction to this podcast was, it's, real, it's yeah. a real letdown, Josh. See, I'm here's like, the thing. Because you did the intro so well, we had to do the outro so poorly. So all I have to mm. say is until next time. Bye. With a question mark? Peace. Goodbye.